Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We haven't started the show yet. I just wanted to, but, but sort of host to host, I wanted to ask you because um, this won't run for a few weeks, but we're recording this, I think, right after you just uh, put out your season finale. We wrapped, um, we wrapped season one. And you had you had a put guy it that to put it to bed, as they yeah. say in the business. You had a guy that we've had on the show. Um, a nice guy, but uh, uh, I, I was pleased to see you had the same problem with him we did. You had Dana Gould on. Yes, and, I was and, misinformed. I thought it was the famous Dana. Right. Uh, I guess the, that's the, it because we kept church asking, lady. Yeah, he wouldn't do the church lady for us either. <laughs> no, he this is he's a, he was a writer. Oh God, a writer. Oh good. That'll be- <laughs> Glad it's not sweeps. I, uh, yeah, I couldn't finish the episode. I, I've, I've been through that enough with him. I just didn't want to. Yeah, maybe next week we can get High Averback to come in. You know, really, <laughs> really uh, sex it up. Yeah, but I, I thought you handled it well. That was that was some masterful hosting because that's that's uh, when you find yourself with a guest part like of the, that. It's part of the part of the job is I call it making a meringue. It's just whipping something out of thin air. You got nothing there. And you just got to whip it up. Well, you are, you are the master of that, sir. And uh, we're, we're pleased to have you. And any tips you want to give us um, as, as we go, I think. Uh, you know, the trick to interviewing people is you have to pretend you're in love with them. You're in love with them. You're on a date. What do you want? To, that's, the sec- that's the secret. And that's why I always have a small mirror just below the monitor. Because if I'm not in love with them, just below the eye line, there's pay dirt. Um, well, do we, should we should we get uh, you ready to get started, Joe? Should we? Um... Uh, well, I thought we had started. It says recording on it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't really. You know, I can't. Imagine. And this is just uh, this is audio. <laughs> One day we're gonna get you guys visual. We're gonna we're gonna move you up in the world. That'd be great. We're gonna shake um, that tree. I would I would hate to have to shower before recording though. That would be. I do. I kind of miss. I miss the old days of uh, recording in a studio where we had to wear pants. That was. That was fun. We used to, but we had to drive. We had to drive to Burbank, and uh, some people, some people, that was uh, too far to go. But um, where, where are you coming to us from, Doctor? Well, I'm up in the hill. You know, I'm up in the hills. We just wrapped, as I said, and I'm, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've, I decompress for a couple of days. I, I decompress. I have a hot. I basically first first couple of days after I wrap, I lay in the bed and I cover myself in hot wet towels. Then. I dust the fitted. I have a fitted sheet and I just dust it with talcum. And then I sort of roll around in that. And then I stand nude in front of a full length mirror under harsh lighting. And I'm very frank with myself. <laughs> and, uh... and then I come to terms with that. I learn to love what I see in the mirror and then I can relax and then I decompress. Tomorrow night, I'm going to play Mahjong with McLean Stevenson. That's my first outing since rapping. And then this weekend, I'm probably going to go up to Ojai, catch up with Susie Plachette, prior away from the horses, and we'll probably go antiquing down in, uh, in Carpinteria. I always like to go antiquing with Susie Plachette because half the time people think I'm trying to shoplift her out of the store. <laughs> and uh, uh, have you, you've all had your shots now? Is that um... Had my shot. Yeah, like a, I'm like a puppy from the pound. I've had my shots. I've had my shots. I'm all, I'm all good. You can take me home. It is, yeah, we, uh, there's the, there's the, the Pfizer, there's right. the J and J and the Moderna. I had the Rankin Bass, which <laughs> it, 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 it takes care of COVID and fills you with childhood. And, wonder. and, uh, how, how do you get the talcum out of your fur? That's the, it, it stays with me. It shakes out normally. It takes it, That's what I mean. It's like an investment. <laughs> it's going to be with you a while, but it, uh, that's how we do it. You know, it, there's only, if you've, uh, when you're covered in fur, and this is something you can ask Albert Brooks if you ever have him on, it, it's a different sort of hygiene. Uh, I, I can only imagine. This is The Movies That Made Me with your hosts, Josh Olson. 
and Joe Dante. But that's what we're going to talk about. That's what I wanted to talk to you about on the show is bad, bad fur, bad, bad bad ape suits. Uh, People, actors in ape face. Oh, it gets me. Does it bother you? Oh, it gets me. What, what, um, what? uh... Well, I understand it. They're not, you know, it's rare that you get an ape of my, of my talent, of my, of my crossover talent. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the same way Native Americans, you know, when I say we, we were going to, you know, when I see a bad ape suit, when I say, let, let, let's take it, let's take a, let's take a film I was in. I was in, I was in Planet of the Apes and there, and I was myself, but there were some other amazing apes in that great, great ape makeup in that movie. And it, I, 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 I swallowed, I swallowed hard and I took the check. I'm not going to complain. Johnny Chambers. Great guy, crazy as a shithouse rat, but a lovely, but a genius came up with that stuff. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny credit where it's due. But then you get to escape from the planet of the apes and they have a gorilla suit in that movie that is so bad. I don't understand it. I, I, for people that had access to wonderful ape makeup to literally get an ape suit that looked, it looked like a, like from a love american style sketch it was that 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 that's like ask do you know chief dan george of course yes if you've ever sat through an f troop marathon with chief dan george you know how i felt watching (laughs) escape from the planet of the apes it's just galling so you're saying all the all the apes in that movie were played by old jewish guys it's the same thing it's like they, they couldn't even what the Old Jews and Italians. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm sure you know that sort of we don't uh, like to talk to our guests about their work. We like to talk about other work, but yes. I do have to ask. As as um, Battle of the Network Stars, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I, I can't with, with the Planet of the Apes films. Were you upset to see that? Because um, you were only in, if I believe, the first one, correct? I'm only in the first. I'm in the first two, and then uh, the first two. That's right, because you got was, some scenes in. Here's yeah. how I. Here's how I here's how I ended up in the first. I was I was doing with six you get egg roll at the Pasadena Playhouse with a young Lindsay Wagner who's a delight and you have to have her, you have to get her on, and Artie Jacobs who was a friend I knew Artie through Sammy Davis Jr. At the time Sammy Davis Jr. was in talks to play a role in Doctor Doolittle that Archie had somehow already had convinced Dick Zanuck to finance. He'll never live. He'll never live that. Neither one of them will ever live that down. And then Sammy was in Doctor Doolittle, and then well, first, believe it or not, Sidney Poitier was was the was the character. It's a character from the book. I can't remember the name of it of the character. It's not very uh, enlightened by today's standards, and. Uh, and then Sammy was in it, and then he was out of it. But Sammy was, long story short, Sammy was friends with Artie. And Artie told me about this thing, Planet of the Apes. And I said, well, it, I gave him my number. And back then, we had the exchanges. So, you know, my number was Briarcliff 23156. And, you know, Artie called me. I was originally just going to be a technical consultant because, as I said, there were only a handful of apes that really knew how to do, really knew how to act. The rest was just going to be, as we call it now, men in ape face. Uh, I ended up doing reading Dr. Zayas in the auditions. And at the end of the thing, he said, damn it, there's only one person. I, I hear his I hear his is your voice now. You have to do it. Eddie Robinson was going to play him originally, but Eddie bowed out because he had a bum ticker. His heart only beat once every three minutes. And uh, I mean, did it did it ever? I mean, I don't want to bring up old wounds, but the fact that Roddy McDowell went on. Oh, please, please! I'm a roadmap of wounds. I have more scars <laughs> than Frankenstein. I, how did you feel about the fact that that a guy in Ape Face uh, went on to be in all the movies? Wow! You know, it's one of it's one of those it's just one of those things. You know, how do you think uh, uh, there was an old there's an old story about a uh, there's an old story about a young man from Tupelo, Mississippi, who could sing. Like nobody else, but he was 
he was black and nothing happened. And then a guy named Elvis Presley learned how to sing just like him. And the next thing you know, well, Jed's a millionaire. It's the way it's the way our culture works. And you either you, you swallow it and you move on or you let it destroy it. Uh, well, I, I you just got to love, you know, the old expression about a willow and an oak. I don't. A willow will bend. In the wind and an oak refuses to bend. And that's why they break and fall over. And here I am still here because I, I, you know, I bet I, I, tr I bend. And then here you are. Yeah. Years later, successful talk show. You know, um, I, yeah, I go from, I go from planet of the apes to, I, you know, help create uh, BJ and the bear battle of the network stars, six love boats. You know, I stay busy. I stay active. And that's, what, uh, and that's why I'm too busy to die. That's what I say. Wasn't BJ a knockoff? Of, some uh, people, some, yes. Yeah, some people, they get up in the morning, they get nothing to do. I get up in the morning. I got Tai Chi with Chuck McCann at the bottom of cold water. No, I got a reason to get, I got a reason to get out of bed. I, I wasn't BJ and the bear. Wasn't that a knockoff of those Clint Eastwood? It was original. No, no, two very separate, two very separate things. Uh, okay. Uh, Cause isn't uh, BJ and the bear is about a truck driver. With, BJ um, and the bear is about a truck driver, with a chimpanzee. Originally it was going to be uh, BJ and myself going through a post-apocalyptic world. And I was going on and on about the destruction of man and the, the pestilence, et cetera. So there's a lot of stuff. The old, it was originally BJ and C and then they tested it, tested in the, it tested in the, the only thing that tested uh, worse was um, before Robert Forrester was the lead and Jillian was the head of SWAT that didn't test. Then they brought that, that, and this tested just as badly. So somewhere at the museum, of, at the museum of broadcasting, they'll do Angeli and SWAT and Dr. Z's BJ and Z. And you can see them both uh, at the museum of broadcasting. So, uh, but the, the, the orangutan movie, I'm not, Clyde was the orangutan in, uh, in every mm -hmm. which way, but loose. Mm -hmm. And then they made every which way you can which was the sequel to Every Which Way But Loose. And thank God they made the sequel because there were so many unanswered questions oh, at the end of Every Which Way You Can. Uh, really, it was like The Godfather too. Like, thank God, don't leave me hanging. I have to know what happened. Who else, who else can he flip off? Is there, isn't there people? <laughs> and you must, so, you must have known. I mean, I can't imagine. It's, I, you know, it's a here's small the town thing. for monkeys, here's, right? I, look, that was... That was my that was my movie. That was my role. The problem is I was doing a movie in Spain. And I had picked and I was supposed to wrap that movie and get right over, uh, get right over to America. But fun story while in Spain, and I won't say how I picked up a form of chlamydia that they thought was brought under Earth by a down satellite. It was that rare. And I couldn't get back into the country for six months, but I'm not, I'm not jealous of Clyde. You know, it, it, Clyde is my friend. I drove Clyde to rehab because I told him when you when your new best friend is Andy Dick, your next best friend is Betty Ford. Mark my <laughs> words. Um, but, uh, but he's doing, he? he's, he's doing well. He's, he's doing good. well. Yeah. He's doing well. Trying to get, trying to get some crowns for him. Because I think ultimately, I mean, I would say, I mean, he had that moment, but you have just, you've stayed consistent. You've been there throughout. I never, so that, you can only be, you can only be the new guy once. Right, right. Only be, and then, and then it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I never, my, my goal is you never see too much of me and you only see, you only see just enough. And then it's a, it's a long game. It's a long game. That's why, that's why I, uh, I I turned down uh, Schindler's List on ice because I knew it was going to be too big. It was going to it was going to put my name everywhere. And I, I can do this and I can have a huge renaissance. But then you got to come back from it. And I'd rather I'd rather lay low. And play were, the long were you going to play Oscar Schindler? I was, yes, I was on ice. On, on ice. ice. Yes, yes, yes. Sure. And I, so you can skate. No. Yeah, it's it's it's. The, he had the humanity of Oscar Schindler and and the and the ice magic of Dorothy Hamill. That's what I was going for. Can I put those two together? Can I can I make that a character? I mean, you had to at least thought about it. The Schindler Camel, sure. The Schindler Camel. I I was doing, you know, you come you drive out here. We'll go to a skating rink. We'll go to the rink in Van Nuys, 
we'll get some ice time and I'll show you what I did. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm terrified to skate. I just I have no coordination. But really, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm tall. A lot of tall people have have these problems. I did not I'm, know, and you can't skate. Can't skate. Have you have you ever had this happen? This is this is off topic, but I want to ask you a question. I don't I I don't go in for extreme sports. You know, I don't I don't like I I I'm not one of those people that needs to be on the verge of death to have a good time. Uh, and as you know, this is, you know, this is not a big deal. I lived next to Paul Newman in Malibu for a long time. Paul and I were friends. And, uh, and then he never forgave me. I sold my house to Keith Moon. And then that was the end of that relationship. But before Keith moved in, and um, if you've ever rolled Harry Nilsson out of your driveway, that's an experience you don't forget. We used to go. Uh, we used to go skiing, and I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I ski in moderation. You know, I don't have to slide down a glacier at a hundred degrees. So I'm I'm in the ski lift in the chair. Have you ever gone skiing? Do you ski? Either one yeah, of you fellows? I don't ski. Either. I don't, I've been, I don't in, the like I've been in the chair. Sports. I've been in the chair though. Yeah. So this chair, you know, it goes about. 30 feet off the ground and there's no it's an old there's no this is back in 66 67 there's no safety bar you're just there in the chair it's just like two lawn chairs tied together and you're about 30 feet off the ground i figure i'm fine then it goes over the hill that i thought was the end of the chair and then there's a 300 foot gorge and i'm just sitting over it in a chair with no safety harness this is up in mammoth and here's the thing. Have you ever had this feeling? I wasn't afraid I was going to fall. I was afraid I was going to jump. Oh, sure. Like, oh, yeah. We've all had that. It's, like, it's, it's I don't want to kill myself, but if I did, what a great opportunity. <laughs> it, it, just, it just made it so we, it, it's like buying cat food. I don't have a cat, but it's on sale. I brought it home. <laughs> I, everything's going great, but boy, this is just, it's too too tempting to turn down it is oh it was the only thing that kept me was i had nothing to write a note on because i wanted to you know you want to go out with a good note i'll leave a message yeah. yeah yeah whatever i write on my suicide note it's going to end with well anywho but to know that was the that was the strangest thing but i'm i don't and andy i mentioned andy he's he's one of these people like they they have to they're not having a good time unless they feel like their life is threatened you know, like, hey, let's go make that bear give us blowjobs. No, let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's go tell those cops who they really work for. That's probably a bad idea. Don't do that. Uh, very, very well, difficult. You want so you want to talk to us about <clears throat> um, ape movies Ace. with with you? Now, I do want to say ape I mean, movies just, in quotes. Ape movies in quotes because because I feel are, like this could terrible get, apes. Right. I mean, and we do like to avoid kind of controversy and politics in this show because it does alienate sure. some of our listeners. Um, <laughs> the few that are left. The, but uh, but uh, so I, but 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 the opportunity to talk to you was was too much. So um, oh, stop it! Oh no, we're very excited. We're very excited. We both know that Elkie Summer dropped out, and then you called me up. I'm always the uh, that's what, that's what I hated about Merv. Like you know, Merv taped you. Merv taped it for. Merv taped it for. I'm telling you nothing you don't know. And gosh darn it, my phone would always, 325, my phone would, hey, Z, what are you doing? Like, what happened? Did Frank Gorshin have a flat? You know, who is it today? Who has a flat now? I was the West Coast Tony Randall for a long, long time. He'll do it. Well, now I got to ask, because uh, yeah. uh, did you ever do Mike Douglas? I'm from Philadelphia, so. Of course, sort of are, Mike you know. made my day on, Mike made my day on more than one occasion. I, I did uh, Chuck Berry and I uh, co-hosted a week for Mike, oh. and uh, uh, and uh, we had a we had a great old we had a great old time. You know who I uh, I I did uh, I did Mike with Mason Reese, and he was gonna play. We were Mason Reese and I were gonna do a Tuesday in the Park with George uh, uh, together, and that uh, that fell apart. But uh, he was yeah, Mike was a that was in Mike Circle was in the Square, right? Yeah, <laughs> Circle in the Square, yeah, down in the village. And 
he was a, yeah, he was, he was a, he was a good egg. Mason, uh, Mason, God bless his heart. He looked like a, a he, he, he looked like Mickey Rooney's reflection in a puddle. I, I don't know how else to describe the poor fella. He looked like a normal looking guy from 50 yards away. He looked, he looked like a really good looking guy standing up to his neck in the pool. <laughs> we, we might have to delete that, Joe. That seems a little, um, but uh, no, I was wondering, you know, it's funny. he can't be alive. <laughs> The uh, I wonder if Mike ever you, so Philadelphia. We had this radical group called Move back in the early seventies. I don't know if you know this. This is a true story. Move. and they were very ahead of the curve. One of their one of their concerns was animal rights, and I guess Mike Douglas had had a um, uh, I know this was when you were on because it was it was a chimpanzee. He had a chimpanzee on the show, and they were very upset by the way the chimpanzee was treated. Sure, so they stormed the studio and they handcuffed Mike Douglas to a camera to protest. They, I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I mean, would, would that have been the kind of thing? I mean, secretly, would you have been? I think they probably had me on to make up for that treatment. Uh, you know, chimpanzees, you know, it's like, uh, you know, they're, they're they hit them. They hit them with blackjacks. I mean, this yeah, is apparently it, very hard to control. <laughs> if, if, you, if you've ever read the story of Scatter, El, Elvis's chimp, it, nope. it, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. It's, it, it is that poor, poor animal. They're, they're not pets. They, they shouldn't. They're not. They're wild. Animals. They're not like orangutan. They're, they're not pets. And uh, and uh, yeah, they you can only work with them uh, when they're children or they'll uh, they'll they'll, you know, chimpanzees, unlike any of the other great apes. Chimpanzees have a thing called an attack protocol. The first thing a chimpanzee does when it assaults you is it breaks your jaw. So you don't bite it, and then it chews your hands off, so you can't claw it, and then it tears your genitals off, so you can't make a move. And uh, you know chimpanzees are so full of themselves; they they actually think that after they've broken your jaw and chewed off your hands, you still might make a move on them. You still might make a play for it. Like I don't know. I still think I have a shot. So, so you can see why they'd rather go with Roddy McDowell. Then. Yeah, you'd rather go with Roddy. Lord, <laughs> yeah, he was a. T- Who doesn't love Roddy? Who doesn't love Roddy? Well, do you want to uh, start kind of talking about these films? You've got to. Yeah, let me do my Roddy impression. Hang on. Oh, okay, okay great. <clears throat> oh, hello. Thank you. That's it. it. It's amazing. In 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 Battle for the Planet of the Apes, he has a line where he goes, and it's amazing because he's he's both. He's a stirring military leader and also a little fay, and he managed fight like apes, and he just pulls it off. He's he's ready to scratch their eyes out. That is uh, outside of the first film. That is my favorite line in the next movie. What that that that's the uh, that's the only film where the the it's a, it's horses versus school bus. Yes, and civilization hangs in the balance. The, uh, yeah, wonderful, Chuck wonderful was, Chuck, Chuck was wise to step away. Uh, so yes, when you when you talk about well, you know, we want to keep things relevant. We have to keep things in the, uh, you know, timely. And uh, the big movie now uh, is uh, is Godzilla versus Kong, which is it's all computer. It's all you know. I, the, I there's about seven shots in there that are just people in a room, and the rest is just. But but you have to go back to the original. Yes. One of my favorite. Here's why this it's one of my favorite movies to watch with the sound off because it's so insane it's actually beautiful. It it it's like uh it it's like a Captain Beefheart album. It 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 it's so insane it's gorgeous. Now which but movie is you, this we're talking about? King Kong versus Godzilla 1962 I believe Toho. Yeah. It's the 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 Kong suit is Possibly the worst gorilla suit in, ever. In, ever, ever. <laughs> it's not, and it's and it's, it's really so terrible. <laughs> and to to follow up Kong with that, it, it it really is like it's like if the Beatles and then the Beatles second album, but they they had the Shags play. It's like what how you know like how do you follow up something so good with something so in, insanely uh, terrible? And the the reason was uh well they say this that uh uh rko who 
lease them the, the right to the film. RKO said, and, and uh, uh, this is one of those dumb, you know, it's like, okay, you can do it, but he can't look like King. You can, you can call him King Kong, but he can't look like King Kong. Well, great, thanks. <laughs> this helps, that helps a lot. And so they didn't even make him look like a gorilla. They made him look like, uh, a, a, I think it's called a, ma a macaque. Uh, it's like a Japanese monkey, uh, those little pink face things. And, uh, uh, and so it, the whole thing was the whole thing was misconstrued. Um, but there's a wonderful there's a wonderful story behind it. If I could bore you with it, I'll, I'll I can wrap it up in under 60 seconds. The whole thing started. Willis O'Brien, who was the 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 special effects. Uh, genius who did the original King Kong. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's terrible to have lunch with because he moves an inch, stops, <laughs> moves another inch, stops. <laughs> he was getting on in years, had a very interesting life, and it was in the it was in the now it's the early sixties, and he wants to make another uh, King Kong movie, and he he comes up with this idea called King Kong versus Frankenstein. And he, he thinks this can be a movie. They're going to make Frankenstein really big and it's going to be all stop motion. No, he doesn't. He he thinks that he has the rights to do this. He doesn't. But or, or he thinks he'll, he'll get him along the way. So he brings in a producer, a guy named John Beck. Now, John Beck knows he doesn't have the rights. And he knows that. He knows that Willis doesn't have the rights and he knows that he, John Beck, does not have the rights. So the first thing he does is he goes behind Willis O'Brien's back and goes and sells it to Toho, who did, the, who did the Godzilla movies. Well, then enter a guy named Marion C. Cooper, who produced King Kong. And he said, no, you can't do this. I have the rights. Turns out he didn't have the rights either. So John Beck sold it, made a mint. What I love about the story is the only guy that made money was the guy who never, ever pretended to have the rights. The, the two guys that thought they were entitled to make the movie both got shafted. And the one guy who started from the gate going, nope, I'm just stealing this puppy. He was the one that got the payday. It's kind of a good Hollywood story. It's a true story. Too. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. You, you have to admire the, uh, I guess, I guess you could say is a family show cojones, I guess you could say, but sure. It just like, I'll steal it. Sounds good. So wait, uh, so what is yeah, what is the deal with the rights of Jody? Because I guess because uh, I well, see the new RKO. One. Well, RKO owned the rights, but RKO was no longer a, a, a viable entity. So it was whoever whoever had had bought RKO, and I don't know if the people who bought RKO it was General Tire for a while. Yeah, General Tire. Yeah, and so who at the tire company? You know, well, who you know? owns who owns King Kong? Because apparently the thing in the new film is they can never call him King Kong; they only call him Kong. I didn't of, know that. I thought yeah, I just found that out yesterday, which is hilarious because there's a scene straight out of Conan where he sits down on a throne with a big axe and they all but call him, but they never say King right. Kong. Because you know, gorillas, gorillas are always walking around with tools. Gorillas, gorillas use axes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I actually I kind of thought you were gonna build, I can't imagine there's a worse monkey suit than uh it, it, is, King it, Kong is, versus it Godzilla, is, it is it is, but however, to revisit the film, it's 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 beautiful. It's a beautiful film. It's 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 a complete. It's like a fever dream. Yep. Uh, there's a miniature octopuses. There's a uh, there. It's the first time if you really study the Toho films. If you really study the jet, it's it's the first time that the the uh, kaiju became anthropomorphized anthropomorphized from the anthro mm -hmm. hang on anthropomorphized anthro sorry i need some i'm i'm low on denture grip it's the one thing i forgot to pick up yeah say that again joe i don't know if i could uh, an <laughs> anthropomorphized anthropomorphized which is that with the point the, the point i'm trying to make is that the, that that in in godzilla and then godzilla raids again ostensibly he moved the way a lizard would ostensibly move king kong and king kong move this they're just acting like wrestlers in suits uh 
they're clapping, they're throwing rocks at each other, they're doing headlocks and tumbles, and they're doing all of this stuff that a lot of the old hardcore OG Toho people thought was awful. But it, but uh, uh, the the effects man who did those films, a guy named Aiji Subaraya, he he thought it was a great, and it was, and boy, it was like gangbusters. It just took, it was like, it was like, uh, uh, kids and drugs. They just loved it. They couldn't get it. They couldn't get enough of it. Uh, and that was the beginning of of uh, of how they did all that. You'll be glad to know that John Beck went on to produce the Singing Nun right after that. <laughs> he did. I've, I've often wondered. Let me ask you a question. Remember the Flying Nun? Yeah. She there was. There used to be for people that are younger. That there used to be a TV show called The Flying Nun, starred Sally Field, and she was a nun. Who could fly? Uh, this is how I think that show was pitched. The people who pitched it were in the waiting room at the at the network, and they said, "Do you have any ideas?" And the other guy went, "No." I don't. I don't see who goes in with the flying nun. I think a seagull hit the window during the meeting, and they thought well, that this could be an idea. What if a nun flew into the window? I, I, it's, I don't know how you come up with that. What if a nun flew over the cuckoo's nest? <laughs> a nun flew over the cuckoo's nest. Now there's a get me Mad Magazine. Nun, I have nun flew over the. Get me Sergio Aragonés on line one. Uh, yeah, there's a. What's the show? It's the Flying Nun. Fine, you know. But that was that was the sixties. It was a different era. Uh, you know, Hogan's Heroes. Yes. It's a it's a kooky, crazy comedy, set in a concentration camp. <laughs> Thank me later. Thank me later. <laughs> and it's so bizarre too, because growing up with that stuff, you just sort of, you know, as a child, I can't imagine, Joe, what was like, you know, I'm a kid. It's like, okay, these are what TV shows are. Crazy. But as an adult, would you, would you stumble across the flying nun or Hogan's heroes and just go, what the hell is going on? Uh, I, well, there, first there was style like 17 and then there right. was Hogan's heroes. So right, right, right. I mean, the idea of making a comedy set in a, you know, in that kind of a camp was, was not new. Um, and it was just a goofy sitcom show. It could have been set in a, it could have been like Taxi, you know, it's, with yeah, Nazis. It could have been, except for the Nazis, yeah. <laughs> well, the, well, that's the thing is that you couldn't, of course, you couldn't do it today. But the people who were doing it at the time actually fought the Nazis. Yes. The people I mean, who are doing it today that would be so offended have never fought a Nazi. <laughs> and maybe it's that distance that allows them to have the revulsion where the people that were so close are, eh, who cares? I think I just read something the other day that the guy who played the, the French, the French actor who played the French guy on the show. Robert Terry was in. I he'd believe, actually been yeah. in a camp, right? Yes. And Bob, Bob Crane, the careless Cupid. That's what we called him. Did you ever, did you ever have any dealings with? Uh, oh, Crane? sure. I knew Bob. I actually sold him a 10 speed through the recycler. He's a good egg, paid cash, drove the bike away. It was a good bike too. It was Fuji. Uh, um, yeah, no, fascinating character. There's an getting back to episodes. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go down. We don't yeah. know. We don't want to go down the Bob Crane rabbit hole. <laughs> by the way, Bob Crane rabbit hole is a very famous sex move in certain circles. <laughs> that was back from my day. That was back from my days when I used to live down the road from Bob Guccione. I taught him how to use buttons on a shirt. He didn't know how they worked. We want to pause for just a minute to thank our sponsor, MoviesUnlimited.com, the movie collector's website. They're actually huge fans of our show, which we love because we love all of our listeners. And they feature pretty much every one of the movies we talk about here, except for the incredibly obscure ones that have never been released on video. So you can find them and add them to your collection. Sure, you can stream a lot of stuff these days, but when you buy your favorites, you watch what you want, when you want, and there's a ton of great content and bonus features like director's commentaries, deleted scenes, and all sorts of goodies that you don't get elsewhere. They're great. In fact, they're um, uh, when I was growing up in Philadelphia, we would get the Movies Unlimited uh, catalog because they're from Philly and they're still putting it out. It's this big, giant phone book-sized thing that has like every movie that's out on video. It's fantastic. So buy your favorites at MoviesUnlimited.com. You're going to find classics, imports, hard-to-find films, and, of course, tons of new releases. Seriously, they do imports. They do stuff with other regions. They're, they're great. It's a great resource. The prices are fantastic. The choices are endless. Own all the titles you love and enjoy all the bonus features that you just don't get elsewhere. So if you want to own your own experience, click the Movies Unlimited banner on, your, on our website and buy your favorites from hard-to-find films, imports, and more. Go now to MoviesUnlimited.com, the movie collector's website, where shipping is always free. 
on orders over $50. So feel free to spend lots of money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But as a, as a simian, when, when did you start wearing clothes and learning to button things? Well, again, like right out of the right, uh, the, the, the minute you left home, I realized that this wasn't working. <laughs> and, you know, it was it was the you know, it was at the time I, I first got into, you know, I was raised a lot of uh, most orangutans come from uh, the rainforest. I was raised in a little town called Showmanship USA. And the first thing I did before I could hoot, before I could climb, you know what I learned how to do? Dazzle. <laughs> and I wake up in the morning, I have a cup of tea, I dazzle, and then I dazzle till I'm out of gas, and then it's 40 winks. And uh, so I, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I had three straw boaters before most orangutans my age could climb to the top of a eucalyptus tree. Uh, I'm all yeah. about, I'm all about the big finish. Is there, is there a secret? To, Cause I feel like, uh, you know, sort of the, the fundamental skills that people used to have in showbiz are kind of getting lost. Is there, is That's there a true. secret? I, Cause I was a, I was a hoofer when I started off, I was, uh, I was, uh, uh, you know, I was a song, I was a song and dance man. We used to call them hoofers. And uh, my first uh, regular gig was opening for a little uh, musical group called the Runaways, uh, Joan Jett, Lita Ford, uh, the gals. And I, uh, I opened up for the Runaways in Japan, did a little soft shoe. And uh, great group of gals. Boy, walk in that dressing room, cut the aquanet with a knife. But they were fun gals. Uh, they were fu- they were fun gals. I met I met them through Joan Jett. I met Joan through Debbie Harry, who used to wa- live across the hall from me when I was in New York. Watched my cat. Um, wash your cat. Watched my cat when I was out of town. Watch it. I'm sorry, my cat. And she went on. <clears throat> she went on to have a great career. So I knew all those. I knew that whole uh, group. Uh, of kids but uh yeah it's it's all about it's all about show i i say this to people it's a show it it's a show and i guess it was brando i mean maybe it was it was brando that that uh, implied a lot of uh that it was a this this serious uh you know to to you know i i never looked at acting as an art for which one had to suffer Right. To me, it was just, you know, you get up, you you put on your makeup, you hit your mark, you say your line, you get out of there. You know, you don't, uh, you you know, if if uh, you don't have to, if you're playing a fat guy, you don't have to gain forty pounds. They have guys that'll do that for you. But it's don't overthink it. The hardest part, I had a I had a great acting teacher who told me that the hardest part about acting is getting over the fact that at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be that hard. That, 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 that's good advice. Um, what? So if you're, all right, okay, it was Florence Henderson. <laughs> if if you recalled her Floho, so I'm imagining you watching uh, King Kong vs Godzilla. Are you are you when you're watching a movie like that? Are you? I mean, obviously, there's the kind of sting of it's a guy in a suit. Oh, I no, I well, but, I have so much distance. I howl at, I howl at it. I but so, so is I there any it. part of you that's going like, well, that if I were doing this, this is how I would handle the part? Oh no, because it's so. It, I mean, it's so, it's so, it's so far from any form. It's so far from any form of reality. It, to me, I, when I watch a film, I what I do is I I look at films that I wish I was in, mm. you know, and. Uh, uh, that that's the uh, th- that's where I get uh, all uh, all uh, angry. I wish uh, uh, I really wish that I was the sheriff in 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 the heat of the night, when 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 after Sidney Poitier says they call me Mr. Tibbs and he shows him his badge and he brings in the other detective and uh, Rod Steiger just goes, oh yeah, man, that's the line <laughs> I wish. 
Yes, yes. I, I, I can see you doing that. Here's a line. Was it Norman? Who directed that? It wasn't. Uh, Norman Jewison, yes. Here's, here's, a, here's something never heard on that set. Okay, Rod, now do one big. Just go nuts. <laughs> Rod won an Academy Award for that. He did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> He name checked the Maharishi in his in his acceptance speech, but uh, yeah, it, it, same with Chuck on Apes. Then all right, Chuck, now just throw it away. Do one really big. Go crazy. Uh, well, let's let's move on from King Kong. What's uh, what's next? What do you have? Well, not a, like nothing can top that though, right? Well, no. In terms of in terms of bad apes, well, it's the, Toho made another uh, King Kong movie. It's a very strange story. They made a movie called King Kong Escapes. Mm, that's right. And that yes. was a, a, a company that I mentioned earlier in this. Uh, that was with a company, Rankin Bass, mm. who had in the late 60s a King Kong as a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, God, I remember that. That's right. King Kong, you know the name of King mm. Kong, 10 times as big as a man. <laughs> it was a Saturday morning cartoon. And those sons of guns. Use that to to some. They found a loophole, and they made the movie, which is ostensibly a spinoff of the cartoon show. They made the movie King Kong Escapes through a loophole in that in that uh, in that contract. And and that ape suit is also a an a, a, an atrocity. It, it looks like someone dropped a bunt cake. I don't know what happened. It's. How hard is it? I mean, is it so hard to make a? Well, you know, they've been I know making... a lot of gorillas. They're it's not that hard. They've been making ape suits for years since the early '30s. You know, there's always but, apes with Charlie Gamora in them, and you know, uh, Emil Van Horn and all these guys who had their own ape suits. Well, one of my what well, well, a movie I wanted to talk about, Murders in the Rue Morgue. There's a oh but, sure, yeah. but it's but how do. It isn't. I guess it's to me. It just isn't it just as easy to make a suit that looks like a gorilla. I mean, isn't it just? I mean, how had they not seen a gorilla? I mean, it it doesn't look a thing. That's what I'm talking about. It's just, it doesn't look a thing like one. It, it, it isn't it just as easy to do? Well, let, let's make it look like that. I mean, they the, do the, seem to have gotten gorilla better suits, as time goes on. Oh, no, they're impeccable now. Uh, well, I think they wanted, and on Murders of Lou Mort, I think they wanted it to, to look creepy, you know, and, you know, and, and, and gnome-like. And the, the problem with that movie is that, you know, once you've established the reality of the, the ape suit, you can't intercut it with shots of real apes, which mm. they do constantly and, to the detriment of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. It's it's like apes, 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 guy in an ape suit. <laughs> yeah, and and, uh, and and Bella Lugosi trying to and and yet and yet, uh, uh, God bless him, Bella Lugosi, who I, I uh, talk about a workhorse. This he now there's a guy. He gets up in the morning. He has a cup of coffee, a quart of grain alcohol, and he goes to goddamn work, and he plants his feet and he says his lines it doesn't matter what the line did i have so much i have a lot of respect for those i have a lot of respect for burrow bella and 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 yet still acting next to a gorilla suit that looks like you know a, a, like a, a somebody's discarded rug with a football helmet on top and still somehow he was bigger god bless him one of the greats and in the book, in the book, Murders of the Room Morgue, the murder, and this is how you know Poe didn't know his eyes from a hole in the ground. The yes. the, the the murderer in the book is an orangutan. That's the, right. The, yeah. We are the most peaceful of all the great apes. I hate we, we can't, you know, the most violent thing you'll catch an orangutan doing is eating ants off a stick. <laughs> I, I do feel that I should point out that, that you're sort of you're bagging on the movie for, but at least they they uh, you know. They made it a gorilla instead of an orangutan. <laughs> and, and, they were at least the, being sensitive. I, I always love, well, I love the premise, but what are we going to do? Well, I'm going to turn a woman into a gorilla. How? Oh, just mix their blood. That's all. That's all you have to do. You just, oh, it's so easy. There's, there's a thing, in not to revisit it, but in King Kong versus Godzilla, there's a line. I remember it. I jumped out of my chair. It, the original concept of the movie was, as I said, it was Godzilla versus Frankenstein. And this is a vestige 
of that script. Where at the end, they say that Godzilla is a reptile and that electricity can harm him. Kong is a mammal, so electricity makes him stronger. Yes. That's news <laughs> to a lot of people who have been electrocuted. Sorry, his but face the, glows, right? When but, it's hit yeah, by lightning. Yes. yeah, and that was a vestige from the Frankenstein script where the, oh. where the electricity would have made him stronger because it was very, but you can't just make up things like you can't just make up physics. Well, you know, Kong was born on a Thursday, so he can walk on the water. No, he can't. <laughs> How many children thought, oh, I want to be stronger. Let me let me you stick my finger in the toaster. You showed you what to your wife last night? I showed well, we had watched, we had fallen prey to the to the zeitgeist and watched uh, the, the new Kong Godzilla movie a couple weeks ago. And uh and I you would, you subjected her to King Kong versus Godzilla. I subtracted to, to the to the old yeah, to the old one, yes, the, the 62 one. We watched it last night. Uh, we actually Criterion has the um uh, I guess it's the original cut, the Japanese cut of, of the film on the new Godzilla set. And, and, and the Japanese cut of King Kong and Godzilla is like the sorrow and the pity. I mean, it's a <laughs> totally different film. <laughs> How different can it be? It's, uh, you know. it's, it's pretty grand. We were, we were yeah. both starting. Toshiro Mifune is in it. He cries. <laughs> it, it's just a totally different film. But they go to Skull Island and, and all the all the natives who are, I suppose, supposed the to be Japanese Africans people in brown They're Japanese people in blackface, which is... Uh, um interesting but yeah the, the the part that took on a real uh kind of different context uh watching it today was was kong fighting the octopus because of course we we're all like you joe deeply moved by my octopus teacher uh last year and and could only think of this noble creature uh that we had spent time with in that dock being ripped into pieces by this crazed gorilla it's kind of depressing yeah there's a that's a very anti-octopus movie Yes, yes, it is. And they did eat the octopus that they used. They they went through a couple of them, and they did have one of them for lunch. Well, they did that in my octopus teacher too. So <sighs> the shark eats. Oh, you've you 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 anyway. strayed from the simian <laughs> origins of our discussion. I'm so sorry. This is why I wanted Doctor Z on. He knows how to host. I'm, we're, yeah, we're, we're still we're, figuring this out. We're far afield now. We're into octopus stories. I can tell you octopus stories all day long. <laughs> fun fact. Here comes a fun fact. Uh, they the the special effects team that did the Kraken in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm -hmm. They they said watch King Kong versus Godzilla. Notice watch how the tentacles move. That's what we want. Uh, the go. best fake octopus tentacles is uh, it came from beneath the sea. Well, they're stop motion. Yeah. Exactly. It just says it. Yes. It, it's like it's like Willis O'Brien trying to eat a sandwich. An inch, stop. An inch, stop. An inch. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell it's stop motion, but again, and there are certain movies like this. Uh, they're 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 vaguely beautiful. They're beautiful to look at. They don't work as movies, but there there's a, there's a handful of them. King Kong versus Godzilla is one. War of the Gargantuas is another. You Only Live Twice, which is filmed at Toho, a lot of the same actors. Mia Hama is in both King Kong versus Godzilla and You Only Live Twice. Uh, they're great movies to watch with the sound off because there's something about the matte paintings and the miniatures. Mm -hmm. There's a folk, there's a folk art quality to it. That's, that's, uh, that's beautiful. And, uh, they, they might not work, uh, completely as movies, but they're, go they're gorgeous to, they're gorgeous to look at. I made a couple of those. We'll, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep, keep me out of it. Um, all right, give us another month. But movie. a lot of my best work, a lot of my best work, people don't know is me yes. because I submerge myself. And in uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, I was the wily prospector, but nobody even knew it was me. That's that's how I prefer to work. Well, that's how a lot of facial hair can help you. That's exactly, exactly, exactly. In in uh, in Le Mans, I was the wily pit crew technician. A lot of why I was a lot of any character who's wily and has a beard, usually that's me. <laughs> We'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for it. Um, Did you have you ever seen Slapshot? Of course. The wily Zamboni driver. That was uh, me. Not a lot of people know that. Well, you don't. Yeah, he's 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 sort of. Well, you uh, don't take credit. You don't take exactly. You know, because it's not about me. It's about the character. Right. I, I thought it was a SAG issue. <laughs> well, I'm only a. I'm not really a doctor. 
<laughs> my first name. Me. My first name is Doctor. That's how that works. <laughs> if I became a doctor, I would be Doctor Doctor. So on the set, they must say, "Ready for you, DZ." They call me DZ or just Z. Just call me Z. I just call me Z, which is the name of my Broadway show. Just call me Z. It was originally it was originally Zayas with a Z, and then I get Liza Minnelli calling me at four in the morning. I have learned so much doing this one. Liza Minnelli is so loud that I put the phone down. I had lipstick on my ear. She was the woman was wearing so much lipstick it came through the phone lines. Uh, you got another monkey movie for us, Doc? Uh, well, there's there's murders in the room. There's murders in the room org that we talked about a little bit but this is this is it comes out of that it comes out of that uh, era uh and it's one of my uh, uh it, it's one of the most eye-rolling uh appearances of a of a bad ape suit that you're that you're ever going to uh, uh encounter uh it's a little film called diamonds are forever uh and they're in they're in it's 1969 1970 and they're in, in Las Vegas, and Jill St. John uh, is escaping uh, some nefarious bad guy, and she ditches into like a, a makeshift carnival at the Circus Circus, and they right. and they have a scene where they the the magic trick is they have a black woman turn into a gorilla, She's like in a bikini, right? And you and you just want to go, guys, take five minutes and think <laughs> this through. <laughs> What if you took five minutes and thought this through? Uh, just, uh, just, uh, just again, and, and it's a terrible, you know, did, this is what you think. It's Sean Connery is coming back as James Bond. Do you think they had money? Was, was there money in the budget? Spend the money. It was 1970 by now. You could get a decent suit. You could get Bob Burns to come over there and do something. <laughs> Good gravy. But it, it was just one of those things where it wasn't it just wasn't important to them at the time. But that is that's another one of those movies that uh, the interesting thing, if, if you want to go down to the James, the James Bond rabbit hole for just a moment. Uh, it, it, it's they have some terror. James Bond has a great history of terrible fake animals. The uh, the this the giant snake fight in Moonraker comes to mind instantly. But Sean Connery's Diamonds Are Forever is a Roger Moore James Bond film. That's a valid observation. It, 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 it yes. had already become. It had already. They had already become. It was the first light comedy James Bond movie, and it was really much more of a Roger Moore film than a Sean Connery film. They really. They, it's funny that Roger Moore came to it too late, and I just remember that. Um, uh, in between You Only Live Twice and Diamonds Are Forever, um, I don't know exactly what Sean Connery did with all of his time, but something tells me bourbon had a lot to do with it. And there's a, there's a scene where he takes off his shirt and his toupee's on wrong and he's got a gut. He looks like my dad. And, and she's like, oh, James. And it's like, <laughs> no, there's no, oh, James. It looks like my dad when he came home. It looks like my dad's been in the, my dad fell asleep near the pool. He's still Sean Connery, though. Come on. He's still Sean Connery, but it's definitely, uh, you know, you only live, you only live twice was uh, four, oh, four years and six decades away. It seems, in whiskey years. <laughs> could also be a species thing. It just he might not do it for you anyway. It could be, yeah. It's a, it's a Scottish thing. But Sean, it's so funny because Sean had a, a, a toupee all he had to do was comb the hair over from his shoulders he could have just combed it right up and down and he didn't need it good egg good egg though sean i like sean do you know the do you know the uh the story of uh sean Conn and uh, johnny stompanato i'm uh joe i bet uh do you know that story no that one hasn't uh, crossed my path apparently uh uh johnny's the the movie star the job johnny stompanato Dated her daughter killed Johnny Stampanato. Lana Turner. Thank you, Lana Turner. Apparently, Sean Connery has a bit part in a movie in the Lana Turner movie. Johnny Stampanato 
comes down to the set to intimidate all of the men on the movie to not make a move on Lana Turner. Uh, this is could be urban legend, but it makes sense. Uh, he, he tries to intimidate Sean Connery. Sean Connery doesn't go for it. Uh, he reveals that he has a gun. Uh, Sean Connery takes the gun away, throws it down, and then punches him out. And I believe that's true. Even if it's not true, I hope I'd like to think it is. It should be true. Yes. 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 I'm sorry. No, not Sean Connery. Wally Cox. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had the wrong actor. Well, I, so, I don't remember Wally I and Atlanta making a picture together. Mrs. But, Brando. Know. Mrs. No. Brando, we <laughs> called him. I absolutely believe that story. I do believe that. So, you know, sometimes you, re- sometimes you hear something about a celebrity. Sean Connery was a violent drunk. Yeah, I believe that. Well, you know, there are rumors about you, Dr. Oh, Z, you know. Here's the thing. Joe. Well, I hate to bring it up, but I mean, now, now, it's, now it's the subject of, so, you know. He's always doing this. Well, he can, he can, he can address it. Of, it's, look. It's, it's an opportunity for him. He can, I have, he, can, he can say what he wants about it. I have been on both. I have been on both sides of sobriety's gorge, and and which side are you on now? Oh no, I'm sober. I'm sober as a judge now. But we used to. Do, I used to play a game with Vincent Price, where Vincent Price and I would go for a walk, and every time Vincent would breathe, I would drink, <laughs> and so it it, uh, it 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 turned into it, it turned into quite a day. And uh, the original, the, do you remember that Vincent Price was the, uh, the, the spokesman for Hangman, the game? It was a game. No, you can look it up on YouTube that they sold. You know, Vinny would, Vinny would put his, God bless him, put his name on anything. Um, uh, you know, they, you know we're, we're trying to rebrand the Third Reich. We want to call it Vincent Price. That sounds fine. Let's do it. He didn't. He wasn't picky. Um, so... Uh, there was a, a Parker Brothers had a game of Hangman and they had Vincent Price do it. The original, the motivation for the thing came of Vincent Price finding me passed out in his in his in his rumpus room, thinking I was dead and drawing half a chalk outline around me before I came to. That's where he had. That's where they got the idea. Um, and what I found here's the here's the thing about uh, you know, uh, this you especially when you're on the road, you spend a lot of time alone. And actors are innately insecure. And what I found was that by drinking, it would it would numb up uh, uh, numb up a lot of those feelings. And that it's a it's an it's an easy habit to fall into. The downside is then you do things like you drive into a lake, or yeah, you 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 think you have the wrong set of keys, and you wake up behind the wheel of the Goodyear blimp, and you're over the Super Bowl, and you don't know how you got there. It definitely a downside. Yeah, you you know you go to you pass out in New York and wake up on Robbie Krieger's roof in Venice and you don't know what happened. That's that's the danger of it. Makes but it you, hard to remember your lines too. It does. I remember I woke up. I went to bed. I was at a party at the. I was at a party at the factory. Somebody gave me a glass of something. I don't know what it is. The next thing I know, I woke up on Robbie Krieger's roof. I'm in Venice. Edie Sedgwick is with me and she says when are we going back to the boat show i i don't even remember being at a boat show but we were both wearing those little yachting caps that are now in the jim Bacchus museum if you if you're ever <laughs> in big sur well that tale took a baroque turn <laughs> i think we've done two no movies, more right? baroque than the, than the rest <laughs> of them i'd say you're really going for baroque <laughs> oh God. you know i'll tell you i i love uh, if, if there's one thing you can know about me, it's that I love the business and I love the history of the business and I fully embrace it. Um, I was uh, just before Hef died, God love him. Uh, I visited him at the at the mansion. And I shouldn't have done this, but I did it. I took a little uh, test tube and I took a vial of water uh, out of the grotto and I took it to a genetics lab and I'm growing my own James Conn. <laughs> what do you suppose happened to the grotto? You know, now that they've sold the place. I it can, it can only have something to do with FEMA. Uh, they can, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ass, I'm assuming they just put a bubble over it 
and 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 hopes that whatever is in there will stay we'll contained. Stay in there. <laughs> you know, you get it. You know, you get it. It's, but you know, it it it's a it's it's a mix of Bill Cosby, Jimmy Kahn, and uh, it's, it's Don Adams. It's it's a scary mix. Oh dear. But boy, oh. talk about bro. Boy, the last the last the the. The last year at the mansion was just, you know, great expectations with Viagra instead of a wedding cake. It was a pretty, pretty, pretty grim doings. He looked like towards the end, he looked like Uncle Creepy. If you remember your <laughs> if you remember your war in publications. Now oh. let's talk about Heidi Saha. No, I didn't go there. <laughs> How did we get down this road? Yes. Not a lot of people knew that Dr. Z had a wealth of James Warren trivia. <laughs> Oh, well, doctor, thank you. Thank you for keeping this appointment. Uh, The doctor will see you now. That's what I always say. And, 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 you know, what you gentlemen do, I I can't, I I, I can't thank you enough for it. There's only there. It's the only podcast I listen to. That's not about murder. And uh, it, it's, uh, it, it, uh, it, 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 you know what you do, you know who you are, and it's it's really indispensable to the people who listen. Because living in the world these days, it's like being in a barrel of crap, and it's all you have, all you can do to keep it out of your mouth. So thank you for uh, for what you guys do. <laughs> well, we're we're putting as much of it into their heads as possible. We're and, doing uh, our best, and uh, but no, thank thank you so much. Thank you, doctor. It's it's a pleasure. Maybe, maybe next that. time you come back and you can get get uh, maybe three movies next can time. I indeed? Can I can I give myself a plug? Absolutely. Sure. Yes. What are, uh, are you going to you make an uh, appearance? Uh, no, on uh, Hulu. Look for Hulu. I just shot a remake of They Call Me Bruce, the old Johnny Yoon movie. So uh, look out for that. <laughs> okay. And is that when when is that dropping? Yeah, uh, that's uh, that drops. Uh, I think that drops in June. I'm going to do a whole. I'm going to do a remake. Dunstan checks in, but I'm not playing Dunstan. <laughs> I stay busy. I stay busy. Oh, God, I hear this. This, this is a, a ramble. Um, I will never forget. I would kill to find video. Maybe one of our listeners can find it. Uh, William Hickey at oh, sure. the Bill MTV Hickey. Movie Awards. And all I remember is him. He came up on stage. It had to have been right for Princey's honor because he got sort of rediscovered. And I don't know what he was talking. I just remember him going off on. There was a movie called Monkey Trouble. Do you remember Monkey Trouble? Oh, sure, of course, Monkey With Trouble. Harvey sure. Keitel. Yes, of course. And all I remember is William Hickey going, and then there's Monkey Trouble, which is about all the trouble you get into with a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a th- there's a phrase they used to throw around all the time, which was a a a, a, a Bill Hickey sense of elan. Which is a, <laughs> The the one to look up for is remember Kennedy the MTV VJ sure yeah she's covering the opening of the movie Mission Impossible and she's interviewing Marty Landau and Marty my old ice fishing buddy and she goes she's Marty Landau da, 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 and and she says what brings you here and he goes well I I was in the show. I was in the show Mission Impossible, and she goes, "Oh, I—that's I, why I didn't know." And so you got to fight because then he leaves. He walks away. He gets about four steps away, and then he stops and he turns around and he storms back. And he goes, "What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> well, then why do you have this job? <laughs> you have one job to know these things, and you—it's just beautiful. poor Marty. God love him. Uh, he was—he was irreplaceable." Great. And well, if you can't find it on YouTube, it's in a DVD, Great Moments in Wig Tape. So you can find it in either one. Fantastic. Well, Doctor, it's, it's been a real pleasure. I got to say, of, of, of all our guests, you're, you're the one I've most wanted to ingratiate myself upon so I can maybe oh, you're hang very, out while these incredible yeah. stories are happening sometime, even if. You know, you're just so using me a, to get to you're just using me to get to Ann Jillian, but that's yeah. OK. <laughs> just say if you ever need an entourage, Joe and I are here. So. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, the show is hanging with Doctor Z. You're going to be coming back, I assume, for a second. Yes, season. we can. Yeah, well, we're uh, you know, we just stopped. We just wrapped, but they're all up on YouTube. You can watch all all the uh, all nine episodes and then National we'll Treasures, there. everyone. <laughs> National Treasures. Everyone. 
Our show was recorded from several well-stocked bunkers. We can't wait to get back to beautiful downtown Burbank. We're the official podcast of TrailersFromHell.com, the best damn movie website there is. Our engineer is the composer Don Barrett, who also transmogrified, produced, and created our theme song. This is Josh Olson for the Movies That Made Me. Stay safe out there, folks. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.